We are Mila Milton Mahela Zen and Opal of the Franklin School of Innovation, Asheville, North Carolina. Everyone needs food to live. No matter what your diet consists of, the food you eat comes from somewhere. Come to think of it, we are more involved in the process of agriculture than we think. Western North Carolina is just one example of a place that specifically faces the issue of climate change versus agriculture. We often overlook something as complex as agriculture, even though it affects everyone every day. Buncombe County alone houses over a thousand farms. My research partners and I set out to answer one big rabbit hole of a question. How does climate change relate to the agricultural systems? We interviewed two local experts with Warren Wilson College to share with you what they are doing to educate and solve issues within the local agricultural system. Amy Boyd and Joshua Arnold. Yeah, so I teach biology. I teach a wide range of biology courses. I have also taught environmental studies, so this is kind of in my wheelhouse. I am a uh, uh, general uh, applied entomologist, so I, I work on uh, agricultural systems um, in insects, and I specifically look at uh, biological pest control services. Uh, at Warren Wilson College, I am the uh, professor of uh, sustainable agriculture. In the last 50 years, the population has doubled. This is due to economic growth and industrialization. Industrialization of agriculture began in the early 1900s. This came with an overuse of chemical fertilizer and pesticides, larger farms, and mechanical means to cultivate. These mechanical systems changed the needs of agriculture. Industrial agriculture was seen as a great achievement able to plant one crop over and over again in a certain area, known as monoculture. Monoculture produces more of a crop than a non-industrial farm would, but according to the Natural Resources Defense Council, uh, NRDC, it depletes soil, causing a multitude of problems. We're growing one plant over a large area. Um, you're gonna have way more pest problems. You're going to have less biodiversity, um, less predators to come in and eat those pests, less pollinators. Monoculture forces the use of chemical fertilizer and pest control. Harmful chemicals used in our foods can cause health problems, genetic changes, birth defects, blood and nerve disorders, and harmful tumors, as well as being harmful to humans. With today's changing climate, monoculture and industrial farming is soon to become unstable. Another thing that we have a pretty good handle on is specifically in Western North Carolina is the idea of uh, what kind of climate impacts we're going to see here. Um, and probably what that looks like is um, intermittent droughts uh, and then above average rain events. Those sorts of events are becoming more frequent and they can have a huge impact on, on agriculture. Agriculture is one of the world's biggest water consumers. As stated by the World Wildlife Fund, agriculture has used 70% of the world's fresh water, and 60% of this is wasted due to poor irrigation systems. Many countries who are large food producers like the U.S., China, Australia, and Spain are reaching their limit in access to water. Water is already a very scarce resource. Drought is a serious threat. The roots of plants have to have air to breathe. We don't think of that necessarily because we think they're in the dirt, but the dirt actually has air in it and they breathe that air. And without that, their roots will die. 
So when you have flooding, that kills the plants by killing its roots. Extreme temperature events have been on the rise. According to North Carolina State University Climate Education, 2015 to 2019 have had the warmest overnight low temperature recorded in North Carolina, with 2019 setting the record for the warmest lows in the record past. I see it pretty dramatically in how early plants come up and bloom, um, especially spring plants. They come up much earlier um, on the whole than they used to. And the plants bloom too early because it's been a warm winter. Uh, it misses the pollinators entirely. Pollinators allow plants to produce offspring and are essential to survival. Uh, plants have um, these things in them called heat shock proteins that respond to um, extreme heat events and can change the way the plant can grow. So if they're spending more of their energy dealing with uh, challenges like too little water or too much heat, then they have less energy to put into making lettuce or tomatoes. It is evident that agriculture is being forced into change. What can farmers even begin to do to start the process? This is where sustainable agriculture comes in to produce for the needs of today without sacrificing the ability to fit needs of the future. Though for farmers it, in practice, it is not as simple as definition. To me, sustainability looks like a lot of different things and a lot of different times and a lot of different places, right? Um, and it's something that we're always moving towards as we um, learn more about uh, agriculture and agroecology, and we uh, learn more about the place that we're farming, right? In the many facets of sustainability, some that stand out are a biodiverse native plants that support each other to grow, preventative measures against depletion and chemical poisoning to conserve soil, and wise water management or irrigation. A big critique on sustainable agriculture is that it does not scale up well enough to support growing population in need of cheap food. Organic practices are a really nice middle ground, right, for sustainable agriculture scaling up into larger systems. And um, oftentimes what you see in larger agricultural systems is conventional systems switching over to organic systems by just kind of switching out what, uh, what uh, they're putting on the field, right? So, okay, so we're going to switch over to organic seeds, we're going to switch over to an organic fertilizer, and we're going to switch over to an organic approved pesticide. As community members to farmers, the responsibility goes to us to support them through buying local, voting on farming bills, and joining nonprofit organizations that directly aid farmers turning to sustainability. Right, and you can talk to folks that are growing feed corn in Iowa, and they'll say, like, I know this doesn't work very well. I know this is depleting my soil, um, but this is the system that I'm essentially kind of locked into. And to get out of the system, um, is really, really difficult, right? Uh, there are a lot of farmers that are kind of locked into this infrastructure trap, right? Um, they're getting subsidies or um, they owe, uh, you know, uh, loans on their farming equipment. About 90% of our farmers in the United States are small farmers, as we, as we categorize them by the USDA. As community members to farmers, the responsibility goes to us to support them through buying local, voting on farming bills, and joining nonprofit organizations that directly aid farmers turning to sustainability. 
hope that folks understand that for the past two years, um, farmers have borne the brunt of um, COVID outbreaks, uh, economic impacts, everything else, um, and they still came to work, they still worked hard, uh, and they still kept food in the, in the grocery store. I would hope that coming out of this, um, that folks have gained a little bit more perspective on their food system and how they interact with their food system um, and maybe uh, grow in a little bit of appreciation towards it. During a time of climate change, education is key to understanding. This is why environmentally focused colleges like Warren Wilson in Swannanoa, North Carolina, incorporate climate change into every subject. It is important for the next generation of farmers to know how to change effectively, and they are working hard to do so. The industrial agricultural industry relies on environmentally and health jeopardizing methods. It is a huge industry, valued in the trillions according to the USDA. Companies are able to produce low-cost food co for consumers, but what goes on behind the scenes is at a higher cost than money could measure. Climate change is the new reality. Farmers looking for change know that more than anyone else. We must act now. The deadline has passed. We've already done things that are going to change our climate for the next decades. Can we keep it from getting worse than it's already going to be? Yes, there are things we can do now. We need to do them now, and we really should have done them 20 years ago. It needs to be infused in all of the things we're teaching in our schools. It needs to be infused in the media in balanced, intelligent, knowledgeable ways. Um, it needs to be in the arts. We need to, we need to see it in, our, in our artwork and theater and dance and all of the different places where we touch people because you never know how it's gonna to touch a particular person. Thank you for listening. A special thank you to Amy Boyd and Joshua Arnold, as well as all of the Warren Wilson College community. 